Yevamos, Perik Dalet, Mishnah Yir Aleph, 4.11, and this Mishnah sets out some very basic halachas that apply to a Yibum situation. Perhaps you might have expected things like this to come at the very beginning of the Masechta, but they're featuring over here at the end of the fourth Perik. The first case starts out Arba Achin, if you have four brothers. Now we had other Mishnahs beginning with four brothers before. This isn't one of those in the series. This is a setup where you have a family with at least six brothers, okay? Let's call them six brothers, and four of them, Nisuin Arba Nashim, they're married to four women, Vamesu, and those four brothers die, which means you have now four widows, all of whom are falling to Yibum. So the halacha is, Imratzah Gadul Shebehem Liyabim Eskulan Harushus Biado. Since the mitzvah of Yibum falls first and foremost to the oldest of the surviving brothers, that's true for each of the four women. And therefore, the oldest brother, if he wants, can do yibum with all four of those women. Harushus Biado means he's permitted to do it. Now, there's no real magic to four. We could have had three women or ten women. It's all the same. He can many, marry as many of these widows as he wants through yibum. The reason why the Mishnah picks four is because we're assuming the scenario here is one where the surviving brother doing the yibum is a Tamar Chacham. And the basic rule of a Tamar Chacham is that he's expected to fulfill the mitzvah of Onah, to sleep with his wife, um, at least once a week. Now, other professions, depending on where the husband works and where he lives and how he has to travel, um, might have other quantities of how, how often they're expected to do um, the mitzvah of Onah and sleep with their wife. The point of our mission here is that at all events, if a person has multiple wives, he has at least, if he's a Tamachacham, at least once per week sleep with one of them. But there's a separate consideration, which is that at all events, it's a rescue for disaster, says the Gemara, if a woman at least doesn't have at least one night a month with her husband. So if there are four women, that means every four weeks she gets one chance at a bare minimum. And since there's a mitzvah on the Bezdin to advise the would-be Yavam properly, he has to give, they have to give what's called Eitzahogenes, you know, good advice. So the point here is, up to four women, if you can afford to take care of them, and otherwise is able to take care of them, so then they could live with that. But more than that, certainly if it's Tamachacham, they would advise um, not for him to not do even with like all five or six or seven of them, uh, because if that were the case, he wouldn't be able to do his husband responsibilities properly, based on the standards of the Mishnah. And that being the case, it would be a recipe for unhappy marriage, etc. So they would advise against him. But um, hypothetically, let's say he had the kind of profession which it's local and he had he was expected to do the mitzvah ona twice a week. So then the Mishnah would have said if he has, if there are eight women, he could marry them. That's the point here. Okay. In any case, our basic chiddush here of the Mishnah is just that even though there are multiple single brothers and multiple available widows, the mitzvah falls on the oldest brother. And if he wants, he can do even with all four of them. Let's say there are two brothers, Reuven and Shimon, and Reuven has two wives, Rachel and Leah. And now Reuven dies childless, so now both Rachel and Leah fall to Yibum with Shimon. But as you've seen many times in the Masechta up to now, um, by fulfilling the mitzvah of Yibum or Chalitz with one of the women, the other one automatically is free to go. And that's what the mission says here. The mace, when Reuven the husband dies, leaving these two women as widows, Biasa o Chalitzasa shall achas mehen poteres tsarasa. Biasa, that be Yibum, if he sleeps with her, meaning Shimon the surviving brother, o Chalitzasa, or if he does Chalitz with one of those two women, so then 
the with either one achas mehenus, then poteres tsarasa, the other wife is free to go. She can marry whomever she wants. No need for further even more chalitza. Then we already we know. Now haisa achas kashera. If one of these two women that fell to Yibum was kshera, that means she's muteris, she's allowed to marry a Kohen. Let's say, for example, this is her first, her first marriage. Now she's a widow. A widow may marry a Kohen. Va'achas psula. If the other co-wife, let's call her Leah, if she was anyways psula from marrying a Kohen, let's say hypothetically she was divorced from her first husband, and then she married Reuven as her second marriage, and Reuven dies childless, but since she's a divorcee from the first marriage, she's a Garusha, and a Garusha is psula, is not permitted to marry a Kohen. So Imaya Cholitz, if Shimon, the surviving brother, is going to do Chalitza, then Cholitz Lepsula, he should dafka do Chalitza with Leah, the one who anyways is Psul to the Kohanim, because we learned before already, and yet the mission makes the point again, that a Chalitza has a dinder abundant like a Grusha, meaning if once she's performed Chalitza, she can no longer marry a Kohen. And we don't want to make it ever more difficult for these women, more of them to come invalid for marrying Kohanim, Psulos, and therefore if we're going to do Chalitza anyways, let's do the one who anyways is a divorcee and therefore invalid to the Kohen, and that way we won't make it any more difficult for the other one. So that way we we, lo- we don't proliferate psulim. Okay, so that way the one the other woman could still marry a Kohen if she wants to. Vimhaya miyabem. On the other hand, if there are two women, one of them is a psula for Kohen and one of them isn't, and the surviving husband, the brother, I should say the, the brother of the late husband, so he wants to do yibum. So then, miyabem lekshera, he could do even either one, even the kshera. The point is, we don't say, listen, it's going to be hard for the psula to get married because she can't marry a kohen. He should marry her instead. No, if he's going to do yibum, he can marry whomever he wants. Just one of them, of course, and the other one has to, you know, find her way in life. And if she's a psula already, so so be it. The point is, once we're having a marriage, we want the marriage to be as the person wants it to be, and marry the one of his choice. Therefore, he can marry even the kshera.